from Michael Tumlin Designs, this is Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome designer Tony Romaine to today's show. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I appreciate you being here and being on the show today. I'm excited to dive into some of this. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. So I think the really cool thing uh, before we dive into a whole lot of anything uh, about how we kind of got you on the show, I was just saying before we recorded that you look familiar and I think I may have seen you at Creative South at some point. I don't know if we would have talked or or not, but um, your wife- Super possible. Yeah. Your <laughs> wife, Monica, was on the show. Uh, and I think yeah. when this is airing, I'm trying to make them air back to back. So you should be right after her. Um, so nice. if you're listening to this, you can go listen to Tony's Better Halves interview uh, and, and hear about her work experience. It's cool that both of y'all are designer designers. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Like everyone thinks it's like, oh, it was like a little design couple. It was so yeah. sweet. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So before we dive too deep into any, uh, you know, business stuff, career stuff, anything like that, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, the work that you're doing, kind of where you are in your career and just sort of that background about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm kind of a jack of all trades designer. Uh, I work for a marketing agency um, called Fast Downs Media, and we I've been working there for almost 10 years. Wow. Maybe probably closer to nine. I, it's when it gets that long, you kind of forget yeah. the places. But uh, I started there right out of college. I remember um, I, I wanted to learn how to do web design because I had no experience in that. And I just kind of jumped in as an intern. And I've been there ever since. I'm the art director there now. Oh, that's um, cool. So I, I studied uh, design in college. And it's always just kind of been a passion of mine. So I, I actually started off as a photographer. Oh, that's um, really and cool. And I shifted into graphic design from that. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of photography myself. I actually have a camera that should be coming in in the next three or four days, maybe Ooh, five nice. days, five days. So, uh, yeah, I definitely relate to that. My sister is actually a professional photographer as well. Uh, so I'm definitely yeah. in that sphere. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean that was like my passion for a while, and then I was like, you know, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> then I got better. I got better. But, yeah, uh, I switched to design because I just kind of something about it. Just like I had a really good professor a couple of professors uh, in college and then design just clicked for me and I just, yeah. I just made the shift. That's cool. That's really cool. So maybe going into a little bit more detail on that. So you kind of started in photography and found design, but what was it that kind of initially sparked your idea that maybe design was what you wanted to pursue? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, when I first started college, I had no idea what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be an artist because all through high school, you know, I like to draw in my sketchbook. I like mm-hmm. to take photos. I was like the, film historian person for all the like groups I was in in high school always running around with a camera um so I I kind of leaned into that at first thinking like this is probably what I'm going to be passionate about Um, right I worked during college I worked um in journalism I was a photojournalist that's cool um I did a lot of stuff on the side I did some fashion work I did some wedding work um and then I kind of took a a typography class with uh, the professor her name was Nancy Collins she's an amazing she's an amazing instructor um and it was just on how type works. And like, all we did was like, one of the projects we did was we had to recreate a magazine right. layout that was all text. And something about that, I was just like, this seems like it's such a mundane task, but it's so enjoyable to me. Like, yeah. this is fun. And I really want to explore just doing more stuff like this. And I kind of made the shift from photography 
into more um, kind of in that realm for me. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of people work, like, really well in different levels of uh, limitations. Like, some people, mm-hmm. I think, like to have things opened up a little bit more. And then, like, for you, if you're maybe working uh, specifically in type, like, in that class, maybe that's more interesting to you. I think... I'm definitely like, I like the challenge of things. So like whenever I have more limitations, mm-hmm. it's fun to see, okay, if I can only use type, then what is it that I can make? Uh, and I yeah. think that's where you get a lot of the really cool ideas. Yeah. And just a lot of like the creative prompts that they would give us for projects for the design class. I found like I was able to more easily interpret those prompts right. and deliver something more artistic than I was doing in my photography classes and things like that. Not to knock my photography class, my right. professor photography is the reason why I even graduated college because like <laughs> she like set me on the straight and narrow but um something about design man it just it just clicked for me yeah and so I think that's interesting too that you talked about like what <clears throat> excuse me what got you into design was uh you know sort of that class that's focusing so heavily on typography and then whenever you fast forward and look at your work that you're doing today like so yeah. much of it is like typographic it's hand lettering it's different pieces mm-hmm. like that Um, so, but at the same time, like I look at it and it's also so diverse. You have like, it may all be tight, but they're all like a different, a different style or a different sort of emotion that's put behind it. So how do you kind of like, what do you think led to the diversity in that? What is it, is it your interest in like maybe different art styles or different things like that? Or is it more just you playing to see what it is that you can do? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I do like to play an experiment, but I'm also a bit of a, chameleon ah, I'd say this word chameleon personality uh-huh. uh, is what I've been like referred to as like I kind of take on the personality points of some of the people around me when I'm right. around them and I kind of do that with art as well so as I'm around different artists I kind of like take on or if I'm inspired by certain people I'll take on like little hints of their work and kind of put it into my own and try to play with it and be like how did they do that I want to play with things right um, so it's a lot of experimentation that I like to do um and yeah yeah so then with these uh with these uh typographic pieces right and it's sort of these sayings for a lot of them and different phrases where do you get inspiration for that is it something that you like pick up you just hear someone say it or do you see it and you decide you want to do your own interpretation of it or, or where where do you get the inspiration for those so a couple of things um i'm really into like music and lyrics i'm also like a really big pop punk fan <laughs> lover and like like those emo bands and stuff yeah and so I go back to like a lot of those songs that I hear things and messages from. And uh, a lot of times I'll take song lyrics and kind of like play with them and twist them. I'll be really jamming out to like that one artist. Like I've been on a main binge yeah. like the past two weeks. So yeah. I've been doing like, a lot of work around their <laughs> stuff. Um, but whenever I'm just like really feeling a song, I'm like, I have to make, I have to put this energy into something. Right. Um, and I'll create something like that. And then there's other times where I'm just like, I'll have a talk with a friend or somebody or, or my wife and we'll just be like in a deep discussion and something deep will come from that conversation. And I'll be like, I want to write this down and do something. But I don't want to just write it down. I want to like kind of play with some text and something and, and put it out there. Right. Yeah. I think the music, that's a really common theme throughout a lot of different people uh, that mm-hmm. I've spoken to, you know, their sort of introduction to this is they get into it with music. And I think it's because music can carry so much of a meaning. Um, and I've said it multiple times, but I got into design really because of 21 pilots way back in the day. So mm-hmm. I, I was listening to their music. They had like a big fan base that was like artistic and I had just gotten Photoshop and I said, well, let me try this. And like my yeah. first designs were 
awful. They were so bad looking back. They always are. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, But that's actually something that I was just thinking about, like just this past week or two, how, you know, I was thinking it would be cool to go back now that I've kind of gotten away from that and see what would I do now if I was interpreting their lyrics? Because now I'm not doing just like, you know, putting the text of the actual words up there, but I might be able to do something a little different. Um, So I feel like that'd be interesting to kind of go back and, and reassess all of that. Yeah, I really like to, I like to go back and look at some of my work from when, um, especially when I'm feeling like heavy, like an imposter syndrome, like, man, I feel like I just really suck at life today. Yeah. I go back and look at some work I was doing when I first got into the scene. I was just like, man, this stuff was bad. <laughs> like, this is some really bad stuff and I've improved a lot. Yeah. And I can tell like young designers that too. It's like, go back and look at your work from where you started. If you feel like you're not progressing, because like, you'll, you'll see where you, where you came from. Right. And that's how you see how much progress you've made. Right. Yeah. And speaking of that, I'm actively looking through your Instagram feed right now to look back at some of your old work. What I think is interesting is back in the day, it was a lot more, it seems like it was a lot more of the uh, logo designs that you were posting. And then you also had some Mm -hmm. UI projects. Um, So looking at that and sort of everything that you've been able to do, uh, like the different projects you've worked on, what do you kind of feel is your favorite area of design? Yeah. So that one's a little bit of a uh, it's kind of a tie, honestly. Um, I really do enjoy doing branding. Um, I just enjoy the process of branding, right? I enjoy right. sitting down with a client and like really diving into their persona, figuring out like, okay, like who are you as a brand? Who are you marketing to? Like, and trying to mesh that and create marks for them. But um, in my day job, exclusively pretty much I do website design. So right. um, all day I'm working in UI design and we, we kind of have been behind the times a little bit and I was doing a lot of like web design and Photoshop. And uh, we recently switched to using like, you know, different tools. I'm using Adobe XD right now to kind yeah. of try that out and play with it. And it's just like, I have fun when I'm in there, man. I jump in there doing a project. I'm just like, this is so much fun. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of a toss up between branding and, and UI. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, Adobe XD. I, I think I saw something the other day that said they're adding a thing now where it like auto codes things. Maybe that, that would be cool. There are some features that I like notice were like kind of missing, but like they're in there, but kind of hidden. But yeah. I'm also kind of a stubborn designer where like, I don't like to watch tutorials. I just kind of jump <laughs> yeah. into a program and start yeah. figuring it out. Um, so I got, I got a little bit more to learn in there, but right now I'm just kind of playing with that. I might try out sketch. Uh, I hear a yeah. lot of things about Figma and Webflow. There's just so many tools out there to play with, but I'm just kind of like taking it piece by piece right now. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm very much into like the minimal side of things. I like minimalism and like the Swiss movement. Uh, And Mm. I had, we were talking the other day, I was working on something that was a UI thing and I decided to get someone else to work on it instead of me because I felt they would be better at it. And her and I styles are pretty similar. Um, And when I told her and like the group I was working with that I don't like UI, they were all like really surprised. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. So like, I just, I can't get the hang of it. Uh, I have big appreciation for the people like UI UX can be absolutely beautiful. Um, but I, I just feel like I, I don't have the knack for it or at least not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I, I've noticed that talking about this just now too, kind of makes me realize a little bit more too, like with both the branding and the UI UX, I think the thing that I'm most drawn to in design is the psychology behind it because everything that you do, all the decisions that you make for UI and UX, like you're doing it based on data and information and people. Right. And that is the aspect that I kind of like thrive on, like trying to figure that out, like what is going to get the reaction out of people that we want. Right. I remember we had one class in my program um, that was 
kind of like UI focused. We were designing websites for both mobile and desktop. And I remember like building one of the things and I was working in XD at the time. Um, this is probably two years ago. Uh, and, and I remember like kind of setting it up and I was like, wow, this is really good. And it was like my first draft and people started to like, look at it and do whatever. And they're like, well, have you like, where do I go to do this? And how do I do this mm -hmm. and that? And that was the first time it kind of clicked with me. I was like, just cause it makes sense to me. Doesn't mean that other people understand it. And I have to like anticipate them, which is like yeah. kind of the same thing you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, um, when I first started doing web design, there was a book, um, trying to, it was called Don't Make Me Think. I'm trying to remember who the author is. Um, but the book is called Don't Make Me Think. And it, it basically just says, like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like, there are so many policies in web design that are already just rooted and ingrained in people's minds. Like, people know what a hamburger menu is, but, you know, people expect to have the logo in the top corner. And so, like, keep those things traditional. Um, right. And then from there, it's just a matter of, like, figuring out all right, who is the user? Like, what, what age group are they? Like, is it men, women? Like, what colors are gonna, like, entice them? Like, can I make this contrast and make this, like, pop <laughs> enough, right. as everyone always says, to, to do what it needs to do? No. Yeah, absolutely. So, looking at some of the more recent work that you've got as well, um, I kind of talked about how you've, it seems like there's a transition into a little bit more of sort of the uh, hand lettering. Um but you also have some really cool things. So I would love to hear the story behind the Mike Jones uh, barbecue sauce label. Because I'm a big Mike <laughs> so, Jones fan. Yeah, man. I love, dude. I love Mike Jones. Shout out to Mike Jones. He's so cool. Love um, Mike Jones. I met him at Creative South. At my first Creative South was when I met him. And I was just like, this man is, he was just so cool. He just radiated positivity. Yeah. And so everyone was just drawn to him. And I, I was like, I want to go and like meet this man. Like, I think Creative South was also like my first like conference that I had went to. And so like to go to something and just be like, man, this is like so cool. So amazing. And like the, the community, I didn't know much about the design community and how like welcoming and friendly they were. Right. And so that just kind of like was a whole new world to me. Um, and so that barbecue sauce logo, he, he posted something about, uh, I think it was on Instagram that he posted it on a story or something talking about he was making his own barbecue sauce or something. And I was just like, I'm just going to make this man a logo real quick just for fun. Cause I was just looking for something fun to do. Yeah. And uh, I just threw it out there. He was just like, Oh man, this is so cool. And I was just like, give me some of that sauce. <laughs> you pick it up, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, uh, I had him on the show a while back and we actually had a whole conversation about barbecue and the difference between mm -hmm. it. Cause I'm in Florida. So we, you know, I'm not, I'm not Southern necessarily because Florida kind of yeah. like misses that. Uh, but my family, like we love some good barbecue. My girlfriend works mm -hmm. at a barbecue restaurant. Uh, we, we love Sonny's barbecue and like sweet sauce. Like we're all for it. Oh, I love uh, sweet sauce. Man. Yeah. So I can get behind it. If I, if I saw that sauce. label on, uh, you know, on a aisle when I was looking for barbecue sauce, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks awesome. Thank you. So kind of looking at what you do, you know, you say that you, in your day job, you do a lot of like website and UI, and then you've got mm -hmm. these cool hand lettering pieces. You also do a lot of branding. Uh, what do you kind of see as a goal in your career? What would be like, if you had one thing that you're kind of pushing towards or one thing that you'd like to achieve in your career, what would it be? Um, I'll answer that, but um, I do want to make a, like kind of talk a little bit about the hand lettering thing and how that's evolved because my wife is a hand letterer mm -hmm. uh, and like I started off doing just types. So I would just start off typesetting things and putting type in there. And then right. eventually I was just like, I want to start trying to like draw letter forms. Right. And I sucked at it like big time, <laughs> but I, uh, I kind of been progressing that a little bit and been more confident with posting some things like that into the fire post on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
like I kind of did some lettering there and then I've got I played around with some other things but as far as my career I just want to keep exploring um I definitely want to do more UI like dive into that because you know I feel like you know I love I love where I work and everything but I do feel like I've kind of learned as much as I can from where I am and I'm at the point where like I'm teaching myself everything right um so I would like to kind of just like advance that maybe like find a mentor or something to kind of like teach me a little bit more so I know there's so much about web and UI that I just don't I don't know yet right um and I just want to get better at it yeah I think UI specifically too is I mean it's obviously it's newer you know because people are just now mm-hmm. starting to get you know with the internet being as popular as it is and all that um, so I think there hasn't been as much time for that to develop as like traditional print design <clears throat> so I think that like having a mentor in that field would be like a good way to approach it because I feel like there's not going to be like a whole lot of like textbooks or maybe like tons of resources out there at least not as much um, but I, I think that's cool to kind of be interested in something where you're on the forefront of it as opposed to yeah. catching up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. With that, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the future of design and the influence the design community has had on Tony's work. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So, Tony, you have an interesting Creative South story, and uh, your wife, Monica, talked about it last week, uh, but I I thought it'd be interesting to kind of hear the story from both perspectives, so I was hoping you could kind of walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love love telling the story, because this is kind of like the story of, like, how we fell in love and everything. Yeah. But, so, um, I'm at Creative South with um, some some friends from work, um, me and my friend Dylan, and we're just, like, hanging out. And uh, Monica was there with some of her friends from college because she was still in college at the time. And I just remember like being like, who is that girl? Like she's, I've seen her before. I knew I'd seen her before from like, cause she was from Louisiana. She was from uh, where I grew up and from where I went to college. And I was just like, she's right. really cute. And I'm gonna shoot my shot and try to talk to her. <laughs> and uh, I shot my shot and it did not go well. She was, she was not having it at first. She was just like, who is this? Why is this guy talking to me? Um, but I was, I was, I was persistent and eventually she like kind of like opened up and talked to me a little bit more. Um, and then, so that's kind of like where we officially met was at Creative South. And it's funny because we went to the same college. We went to the same high school a couple of years apart. We grew up in the same town of Slidell, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Her dad was my mom's supervisor at their work. So like there are countless Christmas parties that we were at work parties that we were probably yeah. at as children that we probably like cross paths and just like don't remember it. Right. But it's like there are so many different options for us to cross paths and like for it to not happen until, you know, that creative South time. And I think a lot of that for me too is like I wasn't super ready mm-hmm. um, for that kind of relationship until that point in my life. So I think it's a lot of like God's handiwork there is like, hey, like y'all are going to meet when it's right for you guys to right. meet. And so, and it just happened to be at Creative South. And uh, after that, we ended up working together because we came back to Creative South and I had been crushing on her. And I was just like, oh, I want to like, <laughs> um, see if I can go hang out with her and ask her to coffee and things. And we go to the uh, the art show for the graduating seniors with my boss and we're looking at stuff. And he's like, do you know this girl, her work? Because like, she's really cool. I'd like to offer her like, uh, you know, like a part-time position or something. And I was like, uh, I do know her actually because my <laughs> boss had no idea that I was crushing on her. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up working together for a little bit. We forged a good friendship from that. Um, and then, you know, a couple of months later we ended up dating and 
now she came around eventually but it all started <laughs> when we like kind of met and talked on the on the bridge creative south set. yeah that's so crazy yeah uh creative south is like i mean that in and of itself <clears throat> excuse me uh you know, it's such a, such a communal place and all that. And even though it didn't go well the first mm-hmm. time you shot your shot, you know, uh, yeah. she, she came around and now you guys are happy. Uh, but I feel like creative South, just the whole environment there is such a welcoming and inviting and like, yeah, that's a crazy story. Who, who would have thought yeah, all those whole, like uh, things? Yeah. The whole come as friends, leave as family. And we, uh, we yeah. took that one literally. So. I was going to say, <laughs> you took that very literally. <laughs> that's so funny. No, that's cool though. That's very cool. Uh, so then kind of looking at that, um, I'm sure, you know, if you're like me, I met a ton of people at creative South and I'm sure you met a lot of other people besides Monica as well. Um, so how do you kind of feel that community, whether it's from creative South or just in general has sort of influenced your design work? Oh, so like definitely a lot of positivity in that community. Um, there's just, it's just so open for like feedback and stuff and, if you're ever scared, if you're listening, you're scared of like talking to people in the industry who you think are like, Oh, they're so great. They're so like, just talk to people. Cause they yeah. will talk back to you. And that's the thing that I've learned. And like, right. you know, I've got people like, um, you know, I've, I've messaged, you know, Mike Jones directly direct message before I've talked to Matt Dawson, who's the founder of crop cons. Um, Peter Del Tondo has given me a lot of like mm-hmm. uh, feedback back in the past. It's just so many people that you can just like, Twitter is a great source for that. You know, yeah. just like tweet to people. They're really responsive on Twitter. Um, it's just it's just such a, an amazing community. And like having those people who like reply to you and just like give you feedback on your work. And like, it's just, it's just really great. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, the community for me, I, I don't know if all like design communities are like this, but I do feel lucky to be in the Orlando design community because I feel like they're, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same way. It really feels like an extension of Creative South, how everyone's just so open and willing to talk to you about like anything. Um, so I yeah. know like uh, uh, Clark, Clark Orr, um, I don't oh, yeah, know him like him. super, super well personally, but he always goes to the GDSA events, uh, like Citrus Space specifically. Um, it's a design conference we hold and he's always there and, and like I've gotten to talk to him a handful of times and he's just such a like nice and welcoming guy. Like he, he's just happy to be like there and talking and supporting and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, the design community really, it's, it's awesome how open people are. Yeah. I love, I love Clark, man. And, uh, the hell hellcats and all that, like they did a, um, a a workshop at thrive conference um up here in raleigh Mm -hmm. right before the pandemic hit like the last conference of the pandemic wow uh and i attended that and that was super cool um they are definitely on my like goals list to be friends with them (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to get them to listen to the episode yeah yeah Uh, and so you have this saying that i think is really interesting you said uh fueled by positivity in music so how how is that attitude and that sort of mantra sort of uh influenced your work influenced your career how does it sort of influence um you know your life just in general um yeah so like uh positivity is like a big part of of my life um i did a post about this recently and this is something i've just recently been like open about talking about that uh seven years ago i lost um a friend that was really close to me to suicide and that hit that hit super hard um and just like to know that she was gone through so much stuff um, just hurts because like, I, I also had those, like back at that time I had those suicidal thoughts too. And in a way she kind of saved my life mm-hmm. um, because like when I lost her and saw the effect that it had on, excuse me, a little water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
losing her and seeing the effect that it had on her friends and family, I was just like, there's no way that I can inflict this much pain on anyone, but I wouldn't have known how much like pain that would have inflicted had she not, you know, had we not lost her. Right. And so, you know, ever since then, I've always been like, I've tried to like always look at the positive side of things. I've always tried to like be upbeat. Um, always try to be there for my friends when they need anything and, and, you know, just put out those positive messages, positive vibes that people know that like, Hey, like positivity is good. Happiness is here. You know, things will get better. Right. And just, and just live on all of those like aspects. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I think it's, it's powerful to keep those positive thoughts in your head. Um, because you know, what, what you dwell on when, what you fixate on is kind of the perspective you see things through. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that in all of that, uh, you know, you were able to come out of it with a more positive viewpoint. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's all mindset, man. Like no matter what happens, no matter what you're going through, you know, mindset is a big thing and it's hard. It is, it's really hard sometimes to be positive when a lot of negative things are happening. I mean, we've got so much stuff happening in the world right now right. that are, that's negative, but you know, if you can make the, the willpower to push through and have the positive outlook on those things and keep pushing forward and pushing for the positive change and the positive good, then you're going to make such a, such a bigger impact on the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, looking to the future of the design community, what sort of gets you excited? Are there any trends or movements in design that you think are going to change the sphere of design as we know it? Change the sphere of design? That's a good question. Every now and then I'll come out with these like big questions and I'm like, I don't know where that <laughs> came from. And if they asked me, I wouldn't know the answer, but... <laughs> Now, I think I think we've noticed with like COVID a big shift to like, you know, a lot of digital stuff. So I, I definitely yeah. think digital design is gonna be is huge right, right now and it's gonna continue to be huge. I feel like we're setting, you know, the world is kind of setting a new normal, basically. Um online shopping is a lot higher because people aren't trying to go to stores as much. And so digital ads are have to be more aggressive. I got an ad the other day that I didn't even know was an ad. So <laughs> it's like being trickier with those kinds of things. Um, and I think that's going to kind of change the scope of design because it, it, it boils down to you have to design for where people are. And so, right. you know, we're going to see, a, I think, a, a big push of digital was already huge. It's just getting bigger and bigger. And I right. think like web and people are paying more attention to their websites, their UI, they're paying more attention to those things as a business side. And I think that's going to trickle over to that, like expanding the design side. I think right. I've seen a lot more openings for like UI positions and, and postings and people actually talking about what UI and UX is because like right. two years ago you would say that and you're like, what, what even is, what do you do then? Like what right. is, what is, what are those letters mean? Yeah. And so I think a big push towards that is, is, uh, is happening right now. Yeah. I think it's interesting you say that too, because, uh, I 100% agree with you, but I didn't notice. So uh, I mentioned that GDSA has Citrus Space. I'm the president of GDSA right now, which is just the Graphic Design Student Association. Um, and and we host an annual conference called Citrus Space. It's really, it's like Creative South, um, but we try to bring, uh, you know, we try to kind of merge advertising, design, a, a lot of creative fields into one conference. Um, and this year, like every year, it's been pretty much, you know, the same workflow as far as, you know, you're going to have it in an auditorium, things like that. And then, you know, the pandemic happened. And so this year yeah. we're tasked with, okay, well, how do we bring this fully virtual? Uh, because like everything on campus is shut down. Um, and so you were talking about like how we're now advertising for the digital sphere and, uh, you know, 
I did the same thing. So I told everyone like, we have to focus on, you know, getting like the website's got to be solid. We got to get like, you know, ads up on social media, things like that. And where normally yeah, we would do more social preference. Presence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And normally we would do more like physical posters and stuff. We're just like not mm-hmm. investing as much. Cause it's like, there's no one, no one's out. So it's, it's yeah. not a viable means of advertising anymore. So, um, zoom backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Design and zoom backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> zoom backgrounds. I had to design for clients for work. Oh man. Uh, no, yeah, but so we're definitely, we're, we're, we're trending that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see how things look after all of this, to see how much of this sticks and how much is, uh, you know, how much goes back to normal. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because we've just been in it for, you know, a lot longer than I think anyone expected to be. Yeah. And, and when you're in situations like that, where you're forced into like, you, we are forced into a new normal basically. And so, it is going to be interesting to see how much of that carries over to just remain the normal as right. opposed to changing back. What I think was interesting is a couple years back, I saw an article or a video or something about how uh, freelance work in the next little bit was expected to make up most of the workforce, like over 50%. Um, and I think now it's almost like priming us to hit that like even faster because now it's like, well, if we can yeah. work remotely, why would we bother bringing someone in? We could just freelance it all. Um, which I don't, I don't know. Some people really like the idea of working like in-house. So I feel like for them, that wouldn't be as cool. I think I could get behind freelance. Yeah. yeah and like, I've done a blend of the freelance uh, thing and I've been working from home for, you know, three years now because uh, I moved to North Carolina. I was originally in Louisiana uh-huh. and I moved to North Carolina before me and Monica got married because she got a job offer up here and I, I didn't want to lose her. So I followed <laughs> her up North Carolina. And uh, so I was prepared, you know, pre COVID for, for, switch into this like virtual workspace yeah um, but so many people like have were not prepared for it at all they were yeah. so confused as, like how to get get the tie down the working from home aspect of like how do i like manage my work-life balance when my they're in the same like room yeah so yeah i know i was talking with jeffrey thielen uh I guess at this point, it'd be probably two episodes back specifically about that. Um, I'd had him on previously, but I had him on again because he was in the same boat where he worked from home before. So I was like, mm-hmm. that would be an interesting perspective because like you're kind of already not that it's like easy, but it's just a little bit more natural transition to this. Um, yeah. and, and I'm kind of the same, you know, I'm I'm finishing up college right now and I'm I most of my time is at home. Uh, they have so many online classes regularly that I'm rarely on campus anyways. Uh, so yeah. I, I usually spend like eight hours a day up here. So it hasn't been as weird, but the, the thing that's been weird is more like, like going out is now so stressful. Like I go out it and I'm is. stressed about, I don't want to get close to people. I, you know, yeah. I'm hand sanitizing all the time. So I think that's, what's been the bigger transition for me. Yeah. Get you a cool mask, man. Chomp brain has some cool ones. I got to do that. That's a, that makes it exciting to go out because people are like, whoa, that's cool mass. And yeah. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that. I'm still using the disposable ones. <laughs> yeah, I never we invested got, in them. Some of those washable ones so we can just like put them on, wash them, and then like yeah. them. Yeah, I got to do that. That'll be my next investment. <laughs> so if you were talking to someone else in the design or creative uh, field, what would be one piece of advice you would give them, whether they're a young designer or, or just someone that's, you know, uh, kind of same place in their career as you, what would be sort of the biggest piece of advice you would give someone? Patience. Um, just because it applies to, to so much of, of the careers, just be patient. Um, you know, if you're, if you're frustrated with where you're at, if you're frustrated with where you're going, you know, be patient, take the time and like sit back and look at things from like, you know, the bigger, the bigger view. 
Um, don't try to rush it. Um, take your time on things. Um, I, I've noticed in my career, whenever I've like got frustrated trying to rush and move too fast is, is where I failed. Right. Um, I tried to start a business, you know, with a, with one of my best friends a few years ago and we had no idea what we were doing and we were expecting results so quickly right. um, that it ended up, we ended up failing, but we learned a lot from that and we've been able to take that and apply it to a lot of other things. And so just be patient, understand that like wherever you are, you are learning, um, you are growing and just to not get so frustrated with, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's, that's a hard one specifically for me. I'm a very impatient person. I like things to be yeah. quick, uh, you know, and especially, uh, with, with social media and this and that. And then, you know, on illustrator, you can like undo something like that and all that. So whenever something actually yeah, takes time, so I get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like the world is kind of moving into such a, that like immediate gratification. Like yeah. when I'm like, I was talking with some of my friends cause we play video games a lot. And like a lot of the current video games and the design and the way that those are built, it's like, battle royales, quick matches, instant glorification type of things. Right. I feel like we're training our youth to kind of be expect everything to be so, so fast. Right. But like, I really want to encourage them to like slow down, pace yourselves, be patient about things because everything is going to take time, time and uh, consistency to a degree. Yeah. Whenever, uh, you know, all of this stuff first happened and we were kind of getting into the beginnings of quarantine and all that, uh, I sort of stepped away from social media a little bit really just because I was like, I was in, in my house all day. I was like, I'm, I'm stressed just sitting on social media. So like, I need to do something else. So I started like reading books, uh, starting my mornings and that more like not jumping straight to my phone or electronics, but you know, I'll read my Bible in the morning, something like that to kind of start my day on a more, uh, grounded and that sort of a a way, you know, and that's been huge for me. Um, I think it's helped me feel a lot more patient in things and just sort of like you were saying to see the bigger picture. Um, I'm not so caught up and you know, this one thing isn't working, but it's like, just breathe just take a breath yeah and everything's gonna be fine just just take a breath step back you know get some fresh air come back at it with a different perspective right um that's that's really all you can do if you try to rush it is you're gonna run in the, a wall and you're yeah keep hitting that wall but if you can like step back a little bit you're gonna be like oh there's a door over there exactly go a little bit further over and i can you can move forward right you know? yeah 100 percent. well with that i think we're gonna wrap up today's show but where can everyone find your work tony so I am on Dribble and Instagram at Tony Lettuce, because um, Tony Romain, Tony Lettuce. <laughs> so uh, pretty much anywhere you can find me at Tony Lettuce, uh, primarily on Instagram and Dribble. Perfect. Um, and I will drop handles down below, um, links to all the places you can find his work. Um, and anything that we talked about, he was referencing a book earlier, Don't Make Me Think. I will find a link to that so you guys can check that out if you're interested as well. Um Well, Tony, a big thank you for taking time out of your Friday to talk to me. Um, And just a big thank you for being flexible on scheduling and all that. I'm I'm glad we got to have this conversation. I think it was really, really awesome. So thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. This was super fun. Uh, Thank you for like bringing me on and making me a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you everyone else for listening to Creatively Brief. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review and follow us on social media at Creatively Brief. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you guys in the next one.